Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts and Fulfill Your Purpose and Have a Beautiful Life Created with Joy. So if you're not part of my community yet but would love to connect with me, you can actually check out my free gift, The Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, The Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power. And you can get that free at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. And you'll also be invited to our Light Medicine community, which is absolutely free to join as well. Every month we do monthly mini healings and have conversations and different kinds of workshops and events that are super, super fun. And for those that are really interested in connecting with light, connecting with a sensitive soul community. Now today I have a very special guest. Her name is Susan Batson, and we are going to be talking about darkness and light and how that all kind of works together. Uh, Because I know for many people, myself included, I went through a dark night of the soul. And to be honest, I'm so grateful for it. Uh, because I used to think that I should be positive all the time and be all about the light and really, you know, just kind of pretend the dark isn't there. <laughs> and so Susan is an expert in uh, this area, and we're going to talk about how to live a life in peace and joy and also honor and um, perhaps love some of the dark stuff that we go through in our lives. So we tell you a little bit more about her. So her pen name is Eliora, and it means God is my light, which is beautiful. And her book, Drink from the Well, was written through connection with the divine. And she did this by meditating on various questions, drawing images from those meditations and from those images, receiving understanding. And if you go to her site, which is super cool, Eliora'sJourney.com, we'll spell that for you in a minute. Um, it's really neat because once you click, you know, enter the labyrinth, you'll see some of these amazing symbols and I just intuitively clicked on one and got a beautiful message so it's super fun to be there um and so you know it's a book that she wrote um in the connection with the divine she learned ways of seeing and understanding light and dark within us I think that's super super important because many many highly spiritual people are really you know trying to be all light you know though yin and yang just just light (laughs) Um, and so this is a beautiful understanding, a beautiful book to help us uh, share that there's all aspects for our, our wholeness. And so today we're going to talk about worry and stress and, you know, how do you figure that out versus like being love? Because in my family, for example, if you were worried about someone, that meant you loved them. That was just mm-hmm. the definition in our family. So it's really been challenging for me to rewire some of that in all our family. And today we'll we'll mention some of the uh, tools, three tools actually, to help you release worries and fears, and then um, where you can you know access uh, our beautiful guests to learn more if it resonates with you. So welcome, Susan, to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you today. Perhaps maybe you can share your healing journey with us. All right. So. Wow, my healing journey took many years. Um, I, it has started, it's going to sound strange, but it started when I started to see the light in myself. Because before then, it was all about um, worry and anxiety, um, feeling overwhelmed, um, constantly criticizing myself, beating myself up, seeing what was wrong. And, um, through meditation, I began to understand that there was this incredibly peaceful, light-filled place within myself. I was looking my entire life for that peace outside myself, for someone to give it to me, 
um, for a medicine to give it to me. And instead, I found that it was within me all the time and that I could go there whenever I needed to. And finding that light and that peace gave me permission to stop worrying so much, to stop trying to live my life as other people wanted and needed and expected me to, and to start to begin on my own journey. Mm. And so my journey has, it's, has been by myself. It ha- I don't have a teacher. I haven't had books. What it's been is me meditating and, and drawing and receiving and seeing where do I go next each step of the way. And one of the most important things I learned that helped me probably the most, it's going to sound simple and strange, is how to breathe. Mm. I understood that if I, when I meditated, if I noticed my inhale, I just, yep, there I am inhaling. And I focused 100% of my um, myself on the sensations of exhaling if I focused on the sound of the air as it came out of my body, the movement of the air, that vibration, and the movement of my chest, that it took me to a different place. It allowed me to drop down even deeper into that quiet, peaceful space because it's a two-part process. When you're focusing on your exhale, right, you're completely connecting to the sensations. And when you're connected to sensation, you're out of your thinking mind and in your body. I love that. And then that. the second... Yeah. And the second part is when you're focusing on your exhale, you're actually focusing on letting go. The the exhale part is letting go, letting go of the air you're holding on to, letting go of your emotions, the stories, and some of the stuff that's getting in your way so that you can drop down deeper inside of yourself. And so for me, that was a real transition point um, because I learned how to listen. I learned how to be quiet and listen to that voice. I call it my deepest wisdom inside of me. Mm-hmm. And it's my deepest wisdom that guides my every step. Every I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay, where am I being guided to go today? What does my day look like today? What do I need to work on today? And that's that's not always easy because sometimes it's right. like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I think I'll give it a miss. Um, and so that was those are the two big steps that I took to start walking my own journey. Um, And it's been a long journey. The book that I wrote, Bring from the Well, took probably three to four years of meditation to understand um, the wisdom. I I consider it tapping into universal wisdom and putting my own sort of spin on my own understanding on that. So that, because it's some of the same themes as other works of universal wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. It's just from the LAR viewpoint. And what I understand and learned is that we all have dark and light. And that is human. If you were if you were God, you would just be light, but you're human. So that means you're also contending and working through your darkness. And for me, darkness is just your negativity. It's any negative emotion. It's, a, it's focusing on what's wrong and what's bad, right? It's behaving in hurtful and destructive ways. That And everyone in the entire world is dark as well as light. There's a both happening simultaneously. You can't be one without the other. And, and you mentioned yin and yang. It's like that. The deal is, as I started doing more and more of this work, I started to understand that I had been spending almost my entire life in the dark. 
worried and anxious, um, constantly, constantly afraid of what people would think and how they oh, would judge yes, me. Oh, yes, I got that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Always worried that I wasn't going to get what I thought I wanted and needed. Right? Am I not going to get what I need? And then always afraid that I was going to lose something important to me. Maybe, yep. you know, by people passing away that I was going to lose that relationship or I was going to make someone angry at me and they were going to walk out of my life and I was going to lose that. Or I was going to lose seeing myself as a good person, mm. right? All yeah. that worry and, and I was consumed by it and I was feeling anger and I was feeling frustrated and I was passive aggressive. And I was like, okay, reset. There has to be another way. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, so, (laughs) yeah, but what, how how did you decide or choose that, okay, this isn't working? Because that sounds like kind of a really rough way of being previously. So did you have like a real, like, boom, like something, the rock bottom or anything? Or what did you just woke up and said, I got to change? It was a slow and steady journey. Okay. And the deal is, I think, this is my opinion that majority of people go through life like that, worried about what other people are thinking of them, right? Worried they're not yeah, going to get yeah. what they think they want and need, right? Feeling Fear frustrated loss, yeah. and resentful or anxious or grief or sad, any negative emotion. If people just stopped for one moment and thought about how much of their day they spend feeling a negative emotion, feeling anxious or nervous, feeling sad or frustrated or unloved or alone or whatever yeah right? unloved is a biggie although people may big not recognize that yeah. sometimes the core of all of well i shouldn't say all but a lot of these other things yeah the worry and alone's a big one too yes yes and, yeah, and that's a big one for sensitive souls you know who are listening yeah. to the podcast so 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 it was a slow steady course because to me this was my life there was no way around it. And all of a sudden, I slowly began to see there was another way. Okay. There was okay. a different way of living. And um, I tell my clients, I said, I'm, I am the poster child for Eliora's work because I'm not worried and I'm not anxious. I work through all any, any negativity that comes up in me immediately and let it go. And so I have made more and more room in, my, in who I am to connect with my light. Darkness is is still present. It still comes up, and I work through it, let it go. Right. So there's more room for light, and mm-hmm. I, it's hard to. It would be impossible for me to imagine ever living my life this way, all those years ago, because it's so different than who, what, and how I had learned to be. Mm-hmm. Do you notice as you get to a greater and greater sense of peace, the stuff that you used to possibly bother you a lot doesn't really bother you anymore at least you you release it quickly yeah yeah it's often it doesn't bother me at all right I mean and do you do you notice though that that the universe gives you bigger things to test you (laughs) does it give me um it doesn't I give my what happens is the the deeper I go and the more I let go of Uh the the more challenges I'm willing to meet and work through true True. I'm not as afraid to meet those challenges head on and be like, yes, let's do it. Let's get right. on to the other side. So yes. for me, it's a constant growth. Um, and I'm not a- afraid of what the universe is going to hand me because I know that I have the tools to deal with it. Nice. That's great. Well, th- there's a 
a lot of uh, light workers, let's just say, and people that are, um, as Debbie Ford would say, the light chasers that have a, well, I don't know, want to call it misconception, but I certainly had it, um, you know, having really, really tried to be a good person throughout <laughs> my childhood and talk about poster child for codependency. Yeah, I was there. Um, and when we watched the movie The Secret in 2006, which became a blockbuster, you know, popular phenomenon, basic, I mean, it was very simplified, but basically it said, you know, think good thoughts and um, be positive and you will attract positive things. So there are many, many of us who go, oh my God, I have a negative thought, I have a negative, you know, emotion. Uh-oh, I'm going to attract negative things. Oh my God, I'm going to get rid of it, right? So we're actually afraid of being human, afraid of having a negative thought. So can you um, kind of talk a little bit about that? Because like, there's a whole swath of light people that are just does, do not, like, and, and we talked about a religious person prior to the recording of the show that I'd met in a store who we talked about the darkness, meaning that those dark aspects of ourselves that we can love and heal. And, and she just literally ran away. She did not want to talk about that. So can you share a little bit more of your insight on that? Yeah, certainly. Well, the fact is that darkness isn't fun. It doesn't feel nice and it doesn't make us feel good necessarily about ourselves. So the majority of us would rather just pretend it's not there, ignore it, repress it, um, pretend it belongs to someone else besides them, right? Anything besides working through it yourself. And the deal is it doesn't go away. Oh, it no. doesn't disappear. <laughs> it really? You mean if I project it onto somebody else, it doesn't disappear from me? <laughs> That's right. It doesn't. And the thing is, people think, well, if I just keep ignoring it, I'll just keep ignoring it, it will go away and I won't have to deal with it. Not going to happen. Mm. It's still there. I work with clients and we're, st we're working through stuff that they've been holding on to for 30, 40, 60 years. They think they're like, I worked on it. I'd let it go. And I'm like, yep, yep. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Oh, I let uh, that go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, it's still there. Okay. And you know, it's there because you can feel it in your body. Your oh. body is your number one way of understanding what is going on in your psyche. Yes. Okay. I love that. So the deal is if everyone just closed their eyes for a minute and took a deep breath in and out and just took a, like, um, a scan of how much tension they are holding in their body. Especially if they took a deep breath in and noticed if there's any resistance from breathing fully, like really expanding your chest. And checked in with their jaw. People carry a lot of tension in their jaw, mm -hmm. their throat, their stomach, their shoulders, right? Your tension in your body tells you how much worry, anxiety, and fear you are currently feeling how much you're holding on to and when you are at peace there is no tension you just feel completely relaxed i know everyone's had at least one or two moments where they just felt completely peaceful in their life really happy or connected to to the nature or to their light or to to the divine and when you remember those moments if you check in with your body you'll notice that a lot of the tension disappears. It's not there. So the tension in your body is a really clear indicator. For me, it's it's how I how I understand everything going on in my life. Is I'm like, ooh, got some tension, got something going on. 
And that tells me mm -hmm. I have something to work on. Yeah, so that's a great feedback mechanism. The body oh, it is. It's an incredible feedback tool. And now, some of us push our bodies a lot. And ignore <laughs> them and pretend that they don't matter? Well, no, no. What I mean, I'm just thinking about my athletic pursuits. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'll come back from skating and definitely my feet are like, I can't believe you put me in those boots again, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's some work involved to like decompress that. So at any moment, uh, now if I'm focusing on the energy running in my body, things start to relax, mm -hmm. but I can definitely pinpoint, you know, uh, like if I'm just kind of regular conscious, I can pinpoint, oh, this shoulder's got a knot or, you know, this hip's got a knot or, you know, where my skate was has a knot. So right. does that necessarily mean that? No. Okay. I, I would. So what I would say is it's like overall body tension okay. and sometimes, and sometimes, especially with rage, you feel a lot in your jaw um, and some, you know, churning in your stomach, you know what your stomach feels like when it's churning and it's upset. That's, that's your worry. That's your fear. If everyone just took a moment and imagined a really stressful, a hard time and a hard moment in their life where maybe someone's yelling at them or they've made a big mistake or something is wrong. And you notice what happens to your body immediately. Mm, Can you feel it? Can you feel all of a sudden? Yeah, I feel like hard. energy coming up and, you know. Uh, Tightness. And, yeah, yeah. In Chinese medicine, we call it liver. I'm an acupuncturist too. Uh, oh, you we, are? Okay. Yeah. Right. We call it, we, we, when your energy is stuck, you can't take a deep breath. Yeah. Stagnant because there's so chi. much stagnant chi. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, liver chi. Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's when you are under stress, when you're scared, when you're worried, everything gets tight in your body. And that tightness is a clear indicator for you. If you choose to listen to it, okay. listening to your body takes practice. It takes, yes, it I'm does. really sensitive. I didn't know anything when I started. I could, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm a little nervous. I don't know. Now I'm really sensitive to it because I've been spent the last 10 years doing it. You've but paid attention. I pay yeah, attention. You're, yeah, you're really listening right. to them. And it tells you when the tools are working because you get the release and the tension goes away. So mm -hmm. if you can start to learn to listen to your body, you have like your best indicator, your best guide to where you need to go next, where you're being guided to go, connecting to the divine, connecting to your light. It's all there in your body, which is mm -hmm. so exciting, isn't it? That is Because you don't have it's to so look accessible. to anyone else. It is. It's always with you. You don't have to ask someone else, <laughs> how am I feeling? Because you know it yourself. Right, right. And what, what I love about that as well is not not that I'm, you know, poo-pooing anybody that wishes to, to do a spiritual journey in, in the middle of wherever, the desolate cave mm -hmm. somewhere, right? I'm sure this, um, but uh, I, I felt like it, it wasn't necessary for me to go somewhere right. to, to yeah. be in the state. Um, it, it can be really helpful, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I don't think everybody has to, go on a little spirit quest elsewhere because i i believe that everything was within um it is sometimes you might just want some but me I'll, I'll go i go on little journeys but they're not very far just to have some quiet maybe from my family or the demands of life or ah, a dirty yes. house dirty house is a big one for me you know just getting away and being able to be like okay i can't do anything here except my work that, mm -hmm. that's always a great indicator i love that but um so okay. So, yeah, so I listen to my body and it tells me, and that's how I know what's going on 
whether I am in, in darkness or in light, is I can tell by what's going on in my body, how my body actually physically feels rather than my thinking head. Thinking head can give you very um, misguided information. Yeah, almost biased in a way. Oh, very biased. Yeah, yeah it's like right. This disordered. programmed thing. Oh, well, I have, I have a, the, one of the things that us, you know, sensitive souls have to deal with is feeling other people's stuff. So mm -hmm. very empathic, very sensitive. So sometimes our body will react almost like an autoimmune reaction, but energetically to other people's stuff. Like there will be times where I will not be in a great mood. And luckily these days I go, hmm, whose stuff is this? Right. right. And then I'm able yeah. to muscle test whose stuff is it and go, oh, it's mass consciousness. Now, then I ask, you know, do I have a role to heal such and such? And if I get a yes, I'll heal whatever it is. Or if my boundaries are down for that moment or whatever, I'll shore up my energetic boundaries and then I no longer feel that thing. So, you know, I think it's challenging a little bit, Susan, like with, with you know, people that are really highly sensitive because we're talking about negative emotions, but they're like, well, I don't even know if it's mine. <laughs> well, that's one of the major tools that, that, that I use. Hmm. I call it creating a light shield. Okay. And it's allowing me to see what is mine and what is other. Oh. It's allowing me to see that this person or this group of people, right? What they're, how they're expressing their darkness. Because we mentioned already expressing darkness is just all their negative emotions, attitudes, um, the way, what they're saying, what they're thinking, what, how they're behaving, right? How are they expressing their darkness that's upsetting me? And understanding that their darkness is just the result of them feeling afraid. All darkness comes from fear. Yeah. Some people can't feel fear. They experience fear as worry or agitation or nervousness, or anger. right? Yeah. Or, well, anger is an expression of fear. Mm -hmm. Any negative emotion is an expression of fear. And so when we start to understand, wow, this person is be, is yelling at me, is being rude to me because they're afraid. It takes it to another dimension because then it's no longer our problem. We're not taking it personally. Mm -hmm. And we can start to have some compassion for the fact that this person, even though they're behaving in this atrocious way, is just afraid. Yeah, That's what the problem is. Yeah. And I find it an incredibly powerful tool because so much of the stuff that we are carrying around with us even today, we took on from our parents and from caregivers when they were afraid. We made it our right. stuff. Yep. And by using this tool, the light shield, what you're actually doing is you give yourself permission to see that it's not yours to carry. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because when I've done it, like for myself, with respect to, let's say, my father, mm -hmm. and I acknowledge how what he, um, all the ways I learned from him how to be dark. And that they were my problem. This is what I needed to deal with. When I created a light shield, it no longer was my problem. And I was able to let it go. Mm. And it was just like this huge release of carrying someone else's stuff with me that I'd been carrying for, what, 60 probably years in my life. Wow. Oh, now, do you yeah. talk about how to do that in your book? I do. I do. And I also give workshops on how to do it. Nice. Um, so that people can actually talk to me. We can practice it. I can tell you through the steps. So yeah, definitely. Oh, that's great. Well, that that uh, reminds me, why don't we share how to spell your name, your pen name, eleanorsjourney.com, uh, okay. and then um, what people will find when they go to uh, the homepage, because it's kind of fun. 
All right, so Elio, oh, Eliora is E-L-I-O-R-A, Eliora. Um, and my uh, website is Eliora's, with, a, with an S, no apostrophe, just S, journey, eliorasjourney.com. And I was guided, my web designer almost had a nervous breakdown making the website, <laughs> because I was guided to create a labyrinth, because I wanted people to be able to go on a journey when they went to my website. A journey that they were guide, they're guiding themselves to go on. Yeah. And that each time they went to the website, they could go on a different journey. And so. How fun. It's so fun. So, it's so fun. Isn't it? It's so I fun. I love color, first of all. I do too. I'm and a color shapes, And I was like, ooh, I get to play on this website. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's all about understanding basic truths. And then the questions at the end of each like uh, paragraph or two takes you to the next step where you're being guided to go on this in this labyrinth. And it could be one or two steps. It could be, you know, 10 or 15. And at the very center is different ways of connecting to the divine. That just, there's lots of different ways, poems and art. Um, I'd love to figure out how to get music up there, but they're just um, poems by the mystics, like Rumi's in there um, and St. John. Um, Eliora has a poem. There's there's some beautiful artwork on there. And it's just about finding different ways to connect to that light in yourself because that is part of the divine. Oh, that's great. Well, the first one I got was trusting your gifts. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then and I noticed like, you know, after the first little bit, then the question is where are you being guided to go now? Yeah. And then there's these questions, and then I can go, well, which of these questions do I want to ask now? And then go to the next part so it's just so fun oh, you know good. to have this little guided journey and of course like I said I love color and shapes and stuff like that so I, I it truly is you know divinely uh, co-created which is absolutely wonderful um, and then I noticed on your website as well for your book that you actually have an offering that you get the first 13 pages free yeah Can you tell I us just, about that sure I uh, I wanted to um, just give a gift and because the the breathing, the meditation I talked about at the very beginning of the program um, is in those first 13 pages. And I thought, I'll just, if people are interested, they can just download it and nice. understand how to meditate with this unique, this different type of breathing, this focusing on the exhale. And where does it take you? And what, what do you understand and learn from it? And it was just um, to help people to see what it is I'm trying to share. And if they're interested, um, then they can get the book if they want. But sometimes it's hard to buy a book with, without even knowing what it's about or what they, what it right. looks like or feels like. And so I just want to give people that opportunity to check it out. Yeah, that's great. And and I too, just like you have, which is why I was like excited about, it, is that I felt like I was never a really good meditator, Susan. So yeah, me too. <laughs> so for for me, I I found that if I could focus on the feeling in my body, like you were talking about the exhale and feeling, yeah. you know, the, the body, the, the air coming out, the texture, the, you know, the, the temperature, the whatever that actually, cause my monkey mind is like so active all the time. Mm -hmm. So then I give it something to do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, like pay attention to the temperature, pay attention to the texture, pay attention. I was like, oh, okay. So then I'm like paying attention. And then, you know, then I just kind of drop into this <sighs> relaxation. In your body. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So but cool. then if you if you took it another step by focusing on the sensations of exhaling, you'd be combining it with the idea of letting go of whatever letting you're holding go. Yeah, on. that's so, great. That's fantastic. See I, that I, takes you. Yeah, I, I have a, a, a call tomorrow night uh, with one of my sacred economy movements, and I'm responsible for the meditation. So oh, excellent. I, I will just uh, let them know I got it from you and <laughs> we're going <laughs> to practice this exhale thing. This is it'll be perfect. I think they'll really oh. like it. That's that's exciting. Really yeah, excited. yeah. No, that's that is fantastic and great. Um, okay, so tell us about like how do people know if they're feeling something? Okay, well, like I said before, my mom and and I think this was obviously generational. Um, feels that if I'm not worried about them, that I must not love them. Mm-hmm. My mom right? does and, the same thing. Yeah. So so. <laughs> How does one kind of navigate that or even know the difference? Because we're so used to it being our family dynamics. Right. And, and, and that's an example of darkness. Even though we're portraying it as love, right? Mm-hmm. We're, what we're saying is, I'm afraid for you. Okay. And my fear is the way I care for you. Oh, okay. okay. Isn't okay. it? Worry is fear, isn't it? Worry is like, True. I don't think that you can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that for your health, for your, right. for your experiences. Yes. And so... It actually is just the opposite, but that's how we learn, right? We learn from our families and society. This is how it's normal to be in society. That's what I learned. Worry about other people, afraid for myself, worry about what other people are thinking of me and thinking this is normal. Mm. And that's what I was doing. And what I ultimately learned is, yes, it is normal. And do I want to live my life like this? No. All right. So I have a choice. My choice is I can see my darkness and attribute it to fear with a tool. I can create light shields. So I'm not taking on other people's darkness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I've just come up with a new tool. I'm writing my second book on about stories, the stories that we let control us, mm. seeing our stories and releasing the stories so they don't have that much power over us. And as we, and the biggest tool I use, I guess, is seeing what I'm afraid of. Because fear is a very funny emotion. It has this huge physiological component, right? And when we're afraid, um, that physiological component sort of takes over and it makes us think, I need to pay attention. This is what I need to do. I need to let fear be in control. Because, right? Because when we're afraid, let's say we're being chased by a tiger. We know the only way we're going to survive is to let fear control what we do. Okay, fear says run fast, right? right? But let's say we're in, a traffic jam and we're late for work that fear is being created in us what if we're afraid that someone we made a mistake at work and they're going to judge us and reject us yeah. right that fear is yeah. still in control right and the so fear not we being let, loved is huge that's right any of us especially sensitive souls really right so much we let that fear become our reality mm. it defines us it tells us who we are and using the tool of actually seeing what you're afraid of and breathing allows you to turn it from a reality to just an idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you told me I was really late for work and my boss was mad at me, I'd be like, oh, that's a bummer. Right? You, might be, <laughs> you might be freaking out inside. But for me, on the outside, as someone who's objective, it's right. just like, yo, that's too bad. When you actually sit with your fear and look at it and breathe, it goes from being this huge turmoil and source of of upset inside of you to, Mm. oh yeah, that's a bummer. It loses Mm. its power to control you. 
which is what I do with my clients is helping them understand what fears are getting in their way, which are the big ones, the ones they've been carrying forward through with them through their lives that are just shutting them down and causing them to choose, like to choose the same negative thing over and over again. Yeah. Like we get caught in those patterns and we can't yes. seem to get out of it, right? It's all fear. And if we just stop and take a moment, identify the fears and sit with them, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to do this because I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I think I want and need, which is to be safe and feel safe every moment of every day by making everyone happy with me, by people, by pleasing everyone and by being the person they want me to be, right? That's a huge one. Yeah, it's huge. Oh yeah, definitely with us healer types, you know, really, really That's right. But if you... Stop. If you stop, if, if I say it and you stop and you think about it for a minute and you just breathe. To me, it's like if I had a vase filled with oil and I drop a pearl at the top. When you're breathing, you're giving time for that pearl to enter inside of you, to drop down and settle. And it's almost as if this transformation has happened within you. Mm-hmm. It's not just a thinking process. Right. It's, it's something that has shifted within you. And you can move on without it. So every so, what you're saying, if I if I can paraphrase yeah, slightly, sure, definitely. Every time we get reactive, like mm-hmm. we're reacting to a circumstance, we're reacting to what somebody said to me, uh, whatever you know. Then mm-hmm. if we just take a moment, which is hard sometimes, because I just want to yeah. take action. I'm an action person, yeah. right? Um, instead of reacting back, we take a moment and even ask ourselves that one question: What am I afraid of? That that's would help enough, you enormously. That's enough time, the breath, right? Because sometimes exhale. people are like, I don't know what question to ask. I don't know. It's like, it takes awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously you have to be aware that we're running a negative emotion or fear or whatever, and then right. stopping and go, okay, what am I really afraid of? But you can do it retroactively. You could do it like, okay, you're really upset. You come home from the end of the day. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to gonna do the work, which okay. is an action step, isn't it? Doing the work yeah, is an action step, true. which is what you like. And then you'll know in the book, it talks about three fears, the fear of being judged mm. and rejected. That's one fear of not getting what we think we want and need. That's two tick, and fear tick. of losing something yep. that's important Another to us, tick. either how we see ourselves or something from our life. That's three. Yeah. And this is what, what was the situation that got me so uptight? Oh my gosh. It's when my boss told me I did a bad job. Hey, that's the situation. What fears did that bring up in me? Well, I was afraid that my boss thought I was worthless, that I was a mistake, yep. right? And that he was going to yep. fire me. Breathe, just breathe. And as you breathe, that pearl is dropping down slowly. That knowledge, you're receiving it. You're understanding it. You're letting your brain catch up to understand ah. it's not reality. It's just an idea. Okay. Your fear is not the truth. Is it? It's not your whole reality. It's just an idea. Gosh, I might be check fired if I made a mistake. Right. Well, most of us, I don't even connect with fear. Like, I mean, consciously, but what you're saying is bring consciousness to that. Why am I reacting? And even if we ask, what am I afraid of? You know, that's super helpful. I'll give you a solid example yeah. just for everybody. To, yeah. So so I just ran a, a master class not too long ago. And, uh, you know, by and large, it was just some beautiful, beautiful, you know, comments and appreciation. There were two people that <laughs> were not. Okay. Yeah. So that was more like the sort of like the um, 
uh, you didn't tell us anything. We didn't learn anything. What did I pay my money for? Which of course the person paid a dollar, but anyway, (laughs) so then I start getting reactive, but no, I'm reactive. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, so in that moment I could go, what am I afraid of? Right. You could say, okay, in this situation, people are criticizing my masterclass. So I'm, I'm, what am I afraid? I'm afraid of, yes. What are you afraid? What are you afraid they're thinking of you? That you're worthless, you know, not yeah, that I'm not giving enough that, you know, that I'm not, you know, uh, what I'm giving is not a value. Mm -hmm. Um, that, uh, and of course what the thinking of me, whether I'm a lie, cheat, charlatan, imposter syndrome, whatever it is, like all those things. Yeah. And then breathe. The breathing is important. And the breathing is important because you have to give your chance, your brain a chance to assimilate and your body a chance to assimilate what you're, what you're taking in and what you're understanding. Mm. Right. Nice. This isn't my, the tools are not a thinking tool. Yeah. The tools are a whole body tool Got and it. breathing is a big component. Yes. And I, I was just reading a lymph book about how, you know, running on a treadmill does apparently does not move the lymph that much, but if you take a deep breath, it does. Ah, I was like, whoa, that there's that breathing again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Breathing so, transforms so everything. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I used to laugh at people that did breath work, but anyway, <laughs> now I'm kind of into it, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Cause I was like, yeah, what's breathing going to do, you know, but I'm a science person. Right. So when you can prove to me scientifically, breathing does something, I yeah. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it changes <laughs> beta waves to alpha waves and, you know, now increases the lymphatic flow, you know, all this kind of, anyway. So I was like, okay, I'm convinced. Uh, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. So let's see. Um, is there any other thing you want to share in terms of tools or anything else? I mean, you've already shared so much. Um, um, so I went through the four tools. The tools are attributing, understanding how you're expressing your darkness okay. because that's huge. So people get really down on themselves. Oh, I'm so mean. I was, you know, whatever. A lot of people, especially women, can be passive aggressive, which is dark, right? Because they don't want to express it outwardly, like by yelling. So they just sort of secretly. Hint, hint. Yes, hint, hint, hint. And I'm mad. I'm angry. Yes. Um, (laughs) Understanding (laughs) (laughs) Understanding it's just darkness, right? And it's just coming from your fear. Hmm. Huge tool. Because it takes the shame out. Yes. It takes the judgment out and allows you to just be like, you know what? I'm human. I'm yeah. afraid. And this is just the way I'm expressing it. Yeah. I might not feel like I'm afraid. I might just feel worried or anxious or agitated, but that's just the way I'm expressing it. Right. And the second tool is creating a light shield so that you're not taking on other people's stuff. Perfect. The third one is taking a moment and understanding what is it you're actually afraid of and looking it in the eye and breathing. And then the fourth one is starting to recognize stories. The stories that you're using to control your um, perspective on your life, who you are, other people, and releasing them. Those are the four tools I've got. And what they do to me, it's like spiritual hygiene. So people to me are like, well, you know, being afraid is normal. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's human. Having bacteria in your mouth is normal and human too. Do you let it stay there and cause cavities and gingivitis? No. You have tools and you use them every day, twice or three times a day to brush your teeth, floss your teeth, right? Use mouthwash. The same is true for your spiritual well-being. You use your tools to clear out the darkness, the fear that's getting in the way of you connecting to your light. You don't just ignore it and pretend it's not there. 
I actually once worked with a woman who hadn't brushed her teeth or been to a dentist in 10 years. And it was appalling, right? Because her mouth was really, really bad. And the same thing happens if we don't do our work. That darkness doesn't go away. It just starts coming out sideways. We start expressing yes. it in ways that we might not see, but other people feel. Yeah, that passive aggressive, aggressive. the resentment that comes up. Yeah, like I, I went through but right before I, you know, had a fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, which was like the pinnacle of all this darkness, just ready to burst out was just years and years and years of resentment because I was trying to be a good person. I was giving, 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 not having healthy boundaries and all that kind of stuff, like trying to please people, right? The people pleasers, the approval seekers, like I was, again, another poster child. So I was doing all of that. And so I was building up all this resentment. And then my body finally fell apart because it was like, you know, I like, I like to call it the angelic two by four (laughs) (laughs) because the little knocks on the door are like, uh you don't like the situation why don't you change it right it was just too light i had to have the two by four got really really sick and then it's like all this you know nasty energetic you know anger resentment stuff had to be dealt with because it was just bursting at the seams so it was a beautiful journey i was just you know messy in parts and uh and, yeah, uh, because, because we're not because I, I was thinking, you know, it was bad, right? Don't have mm-hmm. negative emotions because it's bad. And what you're saying is like, OK, darkness is darkness. It's, it's not bad. It's, it's always there. Human. It's present. Yeah, you can't yeah, pretend it's, just, it's not. It's yeah. just part of being human. human. Yeah. So you have a choice. You can deal with it and not let it get in your way. Or you can just pretend it's not there and it will always be present and always getting in your way, blocking your light right. and causing problems. Right. And I think your point too is, again, we're not judging the darkness or the negative emotions as bad. It's more like what is working for your life, right? So of course, if there's somebody that for whatever reason, they they want to keep the darkness or don't want to address it, whatever, and it's working for them. Okay. I mean, who am I to say that you have to do something? It's always a choice. Yes. Always always have a choice. I love that. Um, But if if the life is not working, if you'd like something different from the experience that we've had before, then perhaps- This is a way. This is another way of doing it. Yeah. If you want to make space for more light, yeah, you need to clear out the darkness. Right, right. That's the yeah. bottom line. Mm. And so for me, every time I'm doing my work and clearing out the darkness, I'm like, oh, yeah, more space to connect, to feel joy, to feel love, to be at peace. I love the peace myself, to feel that total peace and safety. Because we think that the way we're responding is making us safe. But actually, when we're afraid, we never feel safe, do we? When you're stressed, you're not safe. And clearing out the darkness gives you that feeling of peace and safety that we're all looking for desperately. Yes, we're desperately looking for that. And it's actually, it's it's within us. Yeah. It's just that, that, you know, darkness gets in the way. Mm, mm, That's great. So it's never bad or wrong. Darkness is never bad or wrong. It is what it is. It's just normal human stuff. Yeah. And you have a choice stuff. of whether to let it stay or get rid of it. Mm, that's beautiful. And uh, I, I just wanted to share this one story. I think you'd be uh, tickled pink about this particular one. Uh, I've gone years and years with, you know, um, 
uh, fam some family stuff. And at one point after my illness, I was getting better. Uh, my parents were very upset with me because it involved getting a divorce. So that was a uh -huh. big no-no in our, in our culture and our family. So mom was just emailing. This is how we talk to each other. We email. Anyway, so she was <laughs> emailing this big, long diatribe of how, you know, she's so worried and stressed and I'm causing all this worry and stress for her, you know, cause my marriage and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, and, and before I, I would respond, Susan, with defensiveness, mm -hmm. but this time I did it differently. I kind of felt into it more. And I just thought, just like you were mentioning before, I was like, you know, that's her version of love, you know, mm -hmm. worry. And, uh, in the past I'd be like, well, stop worrying, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I'm thinking, well, that's not, that's telling somebody to not have a choice either. Right. So I decided that time not to be defensive that one time and then said, well, you know, mom, uh, I prefer that you didn't, you know, you aren't worried and stressed about me. Um, however, if that's what you choose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I know that you are expressing your love for me in your own way. Yeah, you know, and exactly. I do appreciate and I'm grateful for that love. So I was not grateful that she was stressing or that she was worried, but I was grateful for the underlying intention right. of that. But I did give her permission. So you want to worry? By all means, worry. The funny thing is, is that one time I wasn't defensive. She came back and emailed and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just really mad at your dad. Wow. Isn't that interesting <laughs> that you gave her space to uh, see what was truly going yeah, on? Yeah, and so she projected the anger mm -hmm. onto me, but she was That's actually right. having the problem with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. So that right. was like, whoa. And, and really, honestly, between my mom and I, we, we haven't had anything like that, you know, uh, since, like, since I That's actually great. gave her that choice and I keep continue giving her that choice. She want to worry, she can worry, you know, and, um, and keep saying, I can tell her my preferences, but I'm not right. making her do anything. No, you can't. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. It's a great way to have the relationship, you know, maybe not be the perfect relationship we all dream of in our minds, no. but it's a lot, heck of a lot more peaceful than it ever was. Right. And the deal is, I think that letting people make their own choices is respectful. As long as it, for me, I'm like, if you want to be in your dark, I totally get that. That's your yeah. choice. Yeah. I will set boundaries if it, if it starts to get in my space, Right. you know, right. like if people start yelling at me or being rude to me, I'll be like, you know what? can't no I don't want to be around you if you're going to do this right but you know everyone has it's a question of respect people have their own choice mm -hmm. of how they want to live their lives yeah and setting boundaries is, is a healthy way of making sure that their darkness doesn't negatively impact you too much and make sure that you have uh, some space and feel safe and uh yeah I think choice is super important to acknowledge because everyone's got their own journey don't they yeah Yep, absolutely. And uh, we don't have to speed other people's up just because we're, we think we're further ahead. <laughs> That's correct. Exactly. Because we don't know, do we? <laughs> no, no. So, so Susan, maybe you can share with us before we go, like, uh, uh, if people want to work with you, counseling, coaching workshops, like how, how does that all work? Where do they go? Um, so if you go to my website, I have a workshop page with some of the workshops I offer. And at the very bottom is a little box. You can send me your email address um and i'll get back to you um or you can write to elioras journey at gmail.com okay and that will send me directly an email if you want to just reach out to me that way um i off basically um i'm 
I'm guided by deepest wisdom. And so sometimes I don't always know what I'm planning to do. Like I'm just offering two workshops this week on stories. And then I'll wait and see where I'm being guided to go next. So it's not like I have a year advanced listing of what I'm offering gotcha. in my workshop. So if you give me your email address, I'll just send you uh, uh, an email when I'm offering a workshop so that you know what's the latest thing that I'm doing in case you're interested in in taking it. Um, and then if they're interested in maybe doing coaching with you, how does that work? Yeah, they can just reach out to say, hey, I heard you talk. I'm interested in doing coaching. And we can just see if that, I'll tell you what I do. If it resonates, we'll set up a time. Okay. Fantastic. That is great. Well, Susan, thank you so much for being on Light Warrior Radio today. It's been a delightful time with you and uh, another soul sister who <laughs> <did> wonderful, <laughs> beautiful work. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel really honored that you invited me to be on your show today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And we also want to thank all of our beautiful light medicine community and all our light warriors and light workers who are listening. And until next time, big love to everyone. Bye for now. Bye-bye.